Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Greetings, salutations. And bonjour. Oh, bon- oh, this is bonjour. Oh, we're back into that again. When in doubt, go for the French accent. How are you, Kevin Achtung. Hillier? Oh, wrong one. I'm very well. Kevin Hillier, Sarah Patterson, Food Bites. It's a beauty. Oh, look, we've got Libby Gore this week. It's a beauty. There's a, lot of, there's a bit, bit of beeping going on in this one. Remember El McFeast. Oh, absolutely. Well, I work with Libby. <laughs> Libby Gore As you'll find is, out. Is, is our guest. Um, Libby, of course, uh, was El McFeast for many years mm. uh, and on uh, The Fat on mm. Channel uh, 2. And Live and Sweaty. And live and Sweaty, yes, of course. Uh, certainly, she broke down a few doors for a lot of people. Absolutely. Uh, she broke down a few for herself too. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and she's now got a new show that she's about to uh, start on Valentine's Day called Bold Conversations, and it is everything you would expect Libby to do uh, in all the things that she's done. She had many years yeah. on the ABC mm. as a, a presenter there. Bold conversations. Bold being the operative word. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is a really hilarious chat. It this is. This went great. in all directions. It's but um, We all just cracked up uh, laughing on several occasions, and no one laughed louder, I think, than Libby. <laughs> yeah. No, she had a great laugh. No, she uh, – look, she – and there's a couple of things, and you may have seen it on the Facebook post uh, to, to promote the show and the fact that Libby was on it. She's got things in perspective mm. uh, and, you know, good honour for that because that's a hell of a thing to do in life is to get it into perspective and kind of work it out. Now, I think she's got it Yeah, done. so many people saw that post and, and have said, wow, it's almost as if she read yeah. my mind. It's all about uh, making the most of the moment, isn't it, with, yep. uh, with Libby, with all of us. And her moments are coming up in just a tick. But we also got the food poll. Oh, uh, Hello. <laughs> yeah, we thought we'd go off a bit of VB action. <laughs> Time for India. a beer. Get in India. It's 12 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> uh, we'll find out uh, whether you like it or don't like it. That's all coming up. But first, let's get stuck into Libby Gore. No, well, you know what I mean when I say let's get stuck into Libby. I mean, let's play the interview with Libby Gore. Mm. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. I believe Libby. I've, I read somewhere a while ago, that you are a believer in uh, the importance of, of guilty pleasures. Does that pertain to, to food or to Hello. life in general? Oh, mostly to food. I'm a little bit more disciplined about life in general, but food I have no discipline whatsoever and I will find any opportunity to reward myself. <laughs> are you someone who spends a bit of time in the kitchen? Is that a happy place for you? Yes, I love to chop. Sarah, it's my <laughs> therapy. I chop. I uh, chop vegetables. I chop. I love to chop. Do you ever cook them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. That's, um, <laughs> that's a good idea. It is interesting, though, that, uh, that people do say that cooking is a, is a form of uh, therapy. At the very least, it's a great way to, to unwind after a, after a long day. Look, it's very therapeutic and, you know, when I'm thinking through ideas, creative ideas, say, or questions or whatever, sometimes I just have to change gears and stop and I find ridiculously that the best way of doing that is to cook something and generally it's baking, I have to say, but I do like to chop around about 5 p.m. That's when I change gears from, you know, the hubbub of the day, getting dinner ready if I'm doing so with a bit of chopping also helps me get my creative ideas in order. So have you got a signature dish? I know that sounds dish? weird. Yeah, no, it's not really. It's actually, it's, a, it's sort of um, the routine of your day. It kind of gives you a rhythm in your day. 
Well, you, what the thing is, Kev, you've got to be able to do two things at once at my <laughs> stage of life, at least two, or else you're wasting your time. So, like, just the, the indulgence, the luxury, say, of just cooking so that you can make something beautiful, that doesn't apply to me. It either it has to be doing three things. It has to be consulting Mr. Ottolenghi, who is my, mm. my friend. Oh, right. Mr. oh yes, Mr. Ottolenghi is my, my <laughs> recipe friend. I don't want to meet him. I don't want to ruin it. But <laughs> if I... Do Mr. Ottolenghi, that's an achievement, plus I feed the family, plus, for instance, my malt house show that I'm doing, it helps me work out my questions or my topics that I'm doing when I'm on stage and have to entertain 300 people. And I've done three things at once. And that's the female economy. I need to do two to three things at once to make the activity worthwhile. See, that's four for me because I include... (laughs) See, I, I include breathing in that because that, that to me is the one that the important one that you do first is breathing and then all the others will follow on from there. I like to outsource my breathing. <laughs> uh, how, how very ABC of you. I know this is going to sound oh, like I'm in and out. It's, such, it's such a generalisation. Uh, but, do, but do you think, because I reckon that, that women are better at doing two things at once than, than men generally, or some men. Kevin being one yes. of them. Well, yeah. well, you know, I don't know whether I can – they, them, can do certain things. <laughs> I think they can, they can do two things. <laughs> oh, God, the battle, of the, pro- the battle of the pronoun stars. Now we're off. <laughs> now we're running. Oh, goodness me. Oh, dearie, dear. Have you got a, have you got a signature dish that, you, you know, is your, is your go-to winner every time, uh, ticks all the boxes? I'll tell you one. It's not necessarily my signature dish. I do have some favourites that I will push until the family becomes sick of them. And that is um, I do like Mr. Ottolenghi's <laughs> little carrots with the harissa, which I'd never – I didn't know what harissa was before I met mm. Mr. Ottolenghi. But you do it with butter and harissa and honey and bake them at 200 for 15 minutes. But there are certain star dishes that you can throw in that don't take very long that make you look like you know what you're doing. Ah. However, so that's, that's something that I like doing. And I also like Mr. Ottolenghi's She's, I should be doing Mr. Ottolenghi's tour, shouldn't I, rather than doing my own at the malt house. I really should be talking about doing things with beer, shouldn't I, like with the malt house. And, um, anyway, I like doing musty cauliflower cheese as well, but I even know how to do that vegan. Oh, really? I how to do that. Yes, you can do it vegan. Oh. So I find great satisfaction in making a really delicious recipe vaguely edible when you do it vegan. You're a... <laughs> <laughs> that's a stretch. Yeah, no, vegan food's come a long, long way. That's for sure. Yes, um, yes it has from what did they use. It always just used to be like vegetable lasagna, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But now sometimes you it's can't no tell cheese. the difference between the uh, the vegan and the uh, the yeah, real deal. Um, oh, yes, of course you can. <laughs> just slightly. Anyway. But you're, you're a Melbourne girl. Coffee, very important to Melburnians. How, mm. Are you a coffee drinker and are you, are pati- are you particular about your coffee? I am a coffee drinker. I'm very particular about my coffee. I won't pay more than $5 for a coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's what I'm particular about. I actually, it makes my blood boil. So if I'm in Richmond, and I, I do sometimes get a designer coffee with uh, like almond milk and make it double shot. So there's an extra 50 cents on that and there's an extra 50 cents on that. 
But if it comes to $6.50, I'm the kind of Karen that will say, I'm sorry, I can't have that. <laughs> because, because I can't. Mm. It's like when capsicums are over $12 a kilo. I can't do that either. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there are certain things I just can't do. Hmm. Yep. Just thought I'd share that with you. But I do drink a lot of coffee. Yep. How do you have your coffee? Uh, how, how do I have it? In a cup? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually like a long, black at the, a long black at the start and then I am partial to a double shot almond latte. Okay. Now, do you have a sweet tooth that goes with that coffee? Ooh. Yes, but, but I try not to acknowledge it. Oh, mm. right. You're, you're in denial. Yeah, I am in denial. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's worth – it's really annoying when I buy a cake and enjoy it and – yeah, anyway. But I do like a cinnamon bun, don't you? Oh, absolutely. And and Kevin, being a good Western Suburbs boy, he discovered, Libby, the other day, cannoli. Oh, hello. His, um... <laughs> oh, my God. Did you deep fry it? <laughs> I'm no. not that Western Suburbs. <laughs> but I thought, who is this person? <laughs> They're delicious. Yes, absolutely are. delicious. Hey, now listen, yeah. we want to talk about your Malthouse shows, bold conversations. You've always been known to push the envelope, but, I mean, when you have shows that have titles like <laughs> Soulmates are Bullshit, <laughs> How Very Dare You, I'm Offended, Yeah. My Favourite Failure, Young yeah. People <laughs> Me, Old People <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that's a typo because I just wanted it to be young people sh** me. But yes. there are some young people at the malt house who said, well, old people sh** me. So I thought, okay, in the interest of age diversity. Do you think they're provocative titles? I just thought it was fun. No, I think they're honest. And I think they're pretty close to the mark, to be honest. Isn't that what we think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't say that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't disputing that at all. Oh, <laughs> I, I just. I just, I don't necessarily want to fall over the edge and I don't necessarily want to, um, you know, be, be, I don't want to be provocative for the sake of being provocative. I just think, look, we're all saying this, so let's just say it because I don't think that you can kind of get anywhere in art and entertainment unless you are prepared to explore things because mm. otherwise it's just like reruns on Foxtel, isn't it? Like you want to do things that are a little bit different. Yep. Is that the the problem though? Do you think, Libby, in t- in today's society, that uh, that we're we're perhaps reticent or or afraid to say what we think? Just tell it like I, it is. I don't know. I'm too scared to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, between you and uh, Deborah Conway and Neil Baum and Julia Zamiro and the, and some of the people that you've got involved in these shows, I don't think uh, there'll be any holding back. I think it'll be great fun. So I've got. I've got people that I know and love. You know, I've known them because we've been on that whole journey media showbiz career together. People like Deborah Conway and Julia Zamiro, as you said. Footballers like Neil Bump, Nazim Hussain, um, Peter Stinger, the philosopher. And yet, and new people as well. Like there's a girl called Milo Hartill that I found. She's on Instagram as the Fat Diva. And she's kind of like this LGBTQI, big plus size model of a woman of color. You know, like really interesting young people who are prepared to have a go as well. So I thought if we mixed everybody up and sat at the same table and and had a yak, that maybe we could have some fun. And the Malthouse seems to be happy to do it outside, I guess, so that we don't burn the place down. So we're (laughs) outside on the outdoor stage. But it'll be fun at sunset, right? It'll just be nice. nice. Lovely. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do something different. I love a good conversation. It's what makes me tick. Yeah. Um, Libby, body image in the past is is a topic that you you have have tackled and, and been passionate about. And and a my, quite... in my entire career, Sarah, is based yeah. on the side of my <laughs> Isn't it, Kevin? Isn't it? It's Kevin. that my entire career was. Oh my God! Here is a girl with a size sixteen backside. Let's make her famous because it's such a rarity. That's basically. You know. Well, I mean, I yeah. love the, the, this quote from you. Say that there's no use concentrating on what you haven't got. People sometimes think that you've got to be thin to win, but healthy is wealthy. Oh, did I say that? You did. Yeah. I must have been on drugs or pain. <laughs> 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 I'm it's pretty bang on, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And especially as you get older, you realise if you haven't got all your body parts working and you're and your health, well, then nothing else really matters. But that's something that tells you that you're aging and that things have happened in your life that make you realize that you're not that special after all. So, you know, when you're young and everything's starting out and you think everything's revolving around you and your ambitions and your dreams and everything's possible, and then suddenly 30 years have passed and stuff's happened. You've either well, you've been up, you've been down, you've been around, you've been back, you've been forward, you've been there, you've been here. And people around you have either won and lost or fallen in love or died. And, you know, you actually have got a fuller perspective of what life is and that ultimately, and I know this is a bit of a downer, but none of us matter because it just keeps going on after you've fallen off the twig. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. And none of it really matters. So you do what you can with the moment you make the most of what you've got. Try and make people happy around you, not be an asshole to be around and, you know, be part of a community that you bring joy to, which I know sounds like a bit of a wank, but that's what Perspective has told me. And, you know, when I was Elle McPhee, you know, back in those days, mm-hmm. I wasn't real in that I didn't have that perspective. It was all just about going out there and getting done and being one of those Spice Girl feminists and making my point. But as a grown-up with children and a and a relationship that's lasted the distance and all of those sorts of things, I like to live in the shades of grey. I know that life is about all those shades of grey. And so um, I'm respectful of them and try and navigate my way through them. I mean, the, the L McFeast days, Libby, um, you, you certainly were something of a, of a pioneer for, for women. I mean, going no, I was, wasn't I, Kev? Wasn't I? Wasn't I, Kev? <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> you certainly pushed the envelope. There's no doubt about that. But that was just because I was there. Like, I wasn't doing anything in particular except saying, excuse me, I have a right to be heard and to play. Yeah, That's true. all it was. It was just like, okay, well... Peter Moore's not going to take me to the Brownlow, so how am I going to get there under my own team? Yep. So, you know, in those days, girls didn't play footy. They didn't play soccer. Mm. My kids are soccer champions. Oh. And who would think that that's just 30 years? Yeah. Yeah. It's just lots, 30 a lot's years. Changed. A lot's changed. Hey, mm. we, we asked people on this uh, podcast uh, and on this show about uh, who they'd have over uh, if they were having a, d- a dream dinner party and you could invite anybody with they were dead or alive, you could have them. you kind of virtually done that with these bold conversations, haven't you? So who, I'm so who, glad you say that. <laughs> who, who comes to mind that you, haven't, that you couldn't get for these, for these shows that you would have liked to have a meal with or you know, a glass of wine with? Well, I'm glad you asked that. And I think we should put different rules to me because you're right. I can ask the live people to come to the Malthouse shows or 
wherever really if you're doing one of these one of these shows. But let's make it a late lunch, shall we? Which means everyone has to be dead. <laughs> late lunch. At yes. least at least to start with, yeah. <laughs> Do you think we'd bore them to death? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think well, I don't think you'd ever be guilty of that, Lib. No, you never know. Listen, I think you you have to have Princess Diana, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, really, especially now. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. what the. Exactly. (laughs) What would she think? What would she say? Mm. I think she'd be more interesting to find out what she'd say than the Queen, because I don't think the Queen would really let on too much. But I think I think Diana would have something to say. I also, if I was already dead, I wouldn't mind. Who else could we ask? Who's, Who's? Oh, I think we want JFK. That's that's obviously a um. These are so that's England. That's an American influence. Mm-hmm. Yes, you'd want John F. Kennedy. I think you'd want him mm-hmm. or Martin Luther King. One of those civil rights people. I think you'd want Martin Luther King. Yeah, that would be good. I would like Amy Winehouse because oh. that was a shame. Yeah, I liked Amy Winehouse a lot. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe would also be very good. I think that would be good. Goss Whitlam would be great because wouldn't that be fun? How many people am I allowed? As many as you like. You're paying well, for it. They're, <laughs> they're um they're all dead. They're not going to eat much. No, you. <laughs> you never know, Kev. Yeah. If I sent them an invitation, they might ghost me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, bloody blah. You know, like I like a mixture of the arts and politics and sport. Who's a good... Darren Mullane would be nice to oh, meet yeah. again. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. It? Yep. Anyway, that'll do. Yep. That's a very good, good mix. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Very good mix. Yeah, very nice. So apart <laughs> okay. from apart from bold conversations, what do you got coming up? Anything? I'm going on tour with Michael Mosley after that. Ah. So yeah, it is actually going to be a very busy live year. I am health and wellness for the flawed and optimistic. And so Michael Mosley has invited me to join him on tour across Australia and New Zealand to talk about you know, to be with him as he talks about sleeping and 800 calories a day and all those things, all those wonderful things. So it things. is him. It is Dr. Michael Mosley, the keto yeah, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. with him. Oh, well. Which will be fabulous. I know. I'm very excited. Well, keto is a, a great very, fan. very popular um, way, of, uh, way of life. Yes. No cinnamon buns on that tour. No. <laughs> well, mate, you might be able to keto-fy them. You can just about keto-fy oh. everything now, can't you? I don't know, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to being with him and Dr. Claire Bailey, his wife, she's coming and doing cooking. So we kick that off halfway through Bold Conversations, actually, and we Ah. go to Auckland and then come back. It's a backwards and forwards tour across Australia and New Zealand. So all in all, it's looking good. I feel very excited about kicking off a, a, a year of live performance again. And will there, will there be a special Valentine's Day dinner for you and your the, the man in your life that you mentioned as a long-term relationship that lasted the test of time? My adventure man. No, I'm actually working, Kev, honestly. I, don't that. I, I, know you, are, I know you're doing the show, but I thought you might have, you know, slipped in a, you know, oh, no, he'll, a dinner. Afterwards, no, I think, I think the wonderful thing about the Valentine's Day show is the fact that even if you're – whether you be in a couple or whether you not be in a couple, whether you have – friends that you that are your soulmates 
because that's what it's about. You know, soulmates are, I call it soulmates are BS. But I don't know whether you marry your soulmate and it survives taking out the rubbish. Like, I think people need to have a look again about the people around them that keep them afloat. And so if you're a single and you come along to soulmates, the bullshit at the malt house, you might like to come and have a drink at the bar afterwards and meet other singles. Because I think that's a nice way of meeting people when you've got, you know, when you go and do something and it's something that you like doing, like going to the theatre or having a conversation or any of that stuff. That's a really nice way to meet other like-minded people, isn't it? Rather than just, Absolutely. I know it's old-fashioned, but going online and <laughs> and guessing. Like I think going online is efficient if people are honest, but I think it would be nice to sort of go out and meet at the bar at a shared conversation. Yeah. But I'll just ask him, Adventure Man, are you coming to the malt house? Dude, are you going to come to the malt house on Valentine's night and have a drink with me at the bar afterwards? He said what's in it for him. <laughs> just tell him to swipe right at the bar and he could be in luck. If Kevin says swipe right at the bar and you could be in luck. <laughs> no, no, no. Fair enough, he said. Uh, You've got to remember that my, my partner is very existent Kilda, so he's an optimist. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, um, yeah. Libby, usually to, to wrap up, we, uh, we like to ask our guests uh, if they have a kitchen or a cooking tip to share. Yeah, don't let other people in there when you're doing things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, tell them to keep out. You know, the last thing I, I like is if you have people over or if you're going over and you offer to help someone, don't offer to help them if you don't know what their kitchen yeah. is because the worst thing possible is having someone say, oh, do you need any help? And then them enrolling you and having to help them navigate their way around the kitchen helping you. Like I just find that yeah. that's yep. one of the things that drives me nuts. Yep. Yeah. Um, don't, does that drive you nuts or is oh, that just me being a cow? It's no, the blind no. leading the blind. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And the other thing, if you're going to someone's house and they ask you for five o'clock and you can't make it, don't wait till five o'clock to ring them yes. when other guests are arriving. I think that's a good tip. Yes. And the next tip is always to make sure that you've got something nice and sharp to do your chopping with. Ah, yeah. Very good. Absolutely. They're great. They're three tips. Mm, you know I'm a goddess. <laughs> And thank you, Goddess, for your time. We've uh, really appreciated it. Good luck with Bold Conversations and uh, and good luck for uh, 2023 and, and beyond. Thank you. Good luck to both of you. Kana Pies, look forward to um, shopping in the kitchen with you. <laughs> you too. Thanks, Liv. Bye. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. All right. Uh, congratulations to our producer for beeping all the rude words. <laughs> There were a few. How's it go with this one? <laughs> no joking. No, very good. And uh, Bold Conversations, as I mentioned, starts on Valentine's Day. And mm. uh, all you have to do is uh, it's at the outdoors, as she mentioned, at the the Malt House. And uh, tickets are available uh, through uh, malthousetheatre.com.au. Now to the food poll. Okay. A hard-earned thirst, Kevin Phillip, oh, Aloysius Hillier. Did needs us, a big cold beer. Did give us the John Million. The John Million. <laughs> well, and then, of course, of recent times, our, our William, very good mate, William. William McInnes. Who's now the voice. Classic TV ads. One of my favourites. I, w- I wanted to be that voiceover man. I wanted to do that. Well, the oh, argument, the argument, this when William got it. <laughs> it should have been you, Kevin. No, William's got much better voice. Well, the argue, the argument is the question is, as the ad states, you know, uh, is a hard and thirst needs a big cold beer, and the best cold beer well, is Vic. Well, is, is it? it? 
let's ask Artie first. Artie says nay, but then I'm generally off the beer. Occasionally I'll have a quiet pail or pilsner, but I largely swing to ginger beer now. <laughs> you it sound like a singles bar. So it's like Tinder. Welcome to the, the No, that's a swipe, not well, a swing. Well, welcome to Food Bites Tinder version. Lisa Marie says at Tarwin Lower with the gals. Yes. Yes, we used to all drink uh, VBs at Tarwin really? back in the day. Oh, yeah, I don't God. know what there we were thinking. Don't know what we were thinking. Terry, nah. Sue says that's a big yay and nay from me. A the year, nah. Nah. A year, year nah. nah. Which yeah, is a nah. nah. Joylene says nay for me, but for Joe, her husband, it's a big yes. He loves to be a Joe. Mark Hunter, the punter and uh, former footballer, says certainly. Mark Hunter, the punter. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> certainly not my choice number one, Kev, but look, if it's all that's left or available, why not? Rebecca says, I don't drink anymore, but it was a yes back in the day. Sylvana said, it's a no from me, I don't drink beer. Cherie says, nay, I can't drink beer. Tony Bennett says, look, I haven't had a VB in years. I used to drink it when I first came here from the UK. Yes, ah, I like brown water. Warm beer. Wouldn't touch it with a barge pole now. I'll stick with a James Squire Ew. or a Great Northern or any micro brewery brewery. <laughs> Sarah Warmby <laughs> says, I've never liked the taste of beer. Someone said try a shandy, which is half beer, half lemonade. Oh. That was horrible oh, too. It is. It's awful. <laughs> which it's awful. makes me wonder where the name came from. And if shandies are still popular. So that's a nay from me. Yep. Good friend of mine loves shandies. We'll find that out. Robbie says, uh, could, couldn't could be worse than a Foster's, oh. but a huge, huge, huge no oh. from me. Kerry Zydema says, yay, so long as it is ice cold on a hot day. Yeah, you could talk me into it then. Yeah. Lee Stitzer says, yay, sure there's a better beers around, but definitely drinkable, uh, but it's better than the not-so-great Northern and Iron Yak. Oh, there you go. Glenn Rodder says, I hope they got rid of the cat that peed in the bottle. <laughs> uh, Ian says, hell yes. Cat's not Great. very heavy. I've got a few responses for this. Karen says, that is a big nah. I can't bring myself to indulge in the old vomit bomb. Gross. Michelle says, I don't drink any type of beer. Michelle Smith, definitely a big nay from me. West Tiger says, not a patch on Melbourne bitter. Merv Hughes. Now, here's a man who would know about oh, beer. Oh, Mervy boy. Merv says, giddy up, do the math. VB is the very best. A massive yes from me. Now, Wayne1965 says, Carlton dry on a stubby, Carlton draft on tap, VB if there's no option. <laughs> Die roll says, yay. Vanessa says, nay, but that's not restricted to VB. I actually hate all beer. BJ McLovin, <laughs> Carlton draft is too gassy, <laughs> too much flatulence afterwards. Too much information. I think we can all identify uh, Mile with View says, I'd rather <laughs> stick pins in my eyes. Sue Hosking says, nah, I don't like beer at all. Joe says, oh, yeah, it's beer, isn't it? Yeah, well, the Smith kid says, yeah, it's the best barbecue plate cleaner on the market. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I'm going to do this one too. Yes. Lester says, choice of VB or water, I would take the water. And I like a good beer. Wayne says, Why? Wayne says, and this will not come as a great surprise to people, the earth will not move and uh, thing, uh, hell will not freeze over and there won't, won't nah. be a blue moon or anything, but wait for this. Okay, Wayne says, I dig beer. Yep. There's no denying that. It's the amber nectar that makes dealing with the idiots like <laughs> the people who like that stuff like tofu and bubble tea bearable. <laughs> uh, however, the beer spectrum in the modern state of Victoria has changed. VB was once the doyen of the southern state working class, but those yeah. days are long gone. The bozos decided to play with the recipe. Oh, News flash, you clowns. 
It used to work. It doesn't now. Do you remember such genius ideas as new Coke? I do. Changing the recipe of VB was about as successful as the Maginot line was in the late 30s at protecting the sanctity of France. Unfortunately, time has left VB behind. The new craft beers have exposed the old girl for what it really is. Craft beers are exceptional and have some wonderful tastes and aromas. Unfortunately, aromas and tastes of the Yarra water with hops added that feel like they've passed through a hobo sock is not what you want to be drinking. It's a massive nay from me. Mm. The old girl's time has passed. Oh, I didn't know VB was a female. <laughs> VB identifies as. <laughs> as oh, dearie me. We had the pronoun wars with, with, yeah, with, with Levy. With I don't Levy think earlier. we need to extend Yeah, them I don't to know VB. what v, VB identifies as a fizzy drink in a bottle. Do you know what the, okay. best, the beer is best for? Uh, well, washing washing uh, your hair. Washing your hair. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, you put a beer rinse through it and uh, It is good for um, barbecue plate things. Is it? Yeah, it is. It's very good for that. I'm not a big beer drinker by any stretch of the imagination, even but on it, a drinking But it's thirst days. quenching on a it's, hot day. Uh, after mowing the lawn. Tell you what I used to love it. Um, after cricket, mm. mowing the lawn, and when I was cooking the barbie. Yeah. Would love to have a beer then and still would actually like to have a, a non-alcoholic beer. I don't beer. like it. Never have. I hate the taste of hops. Like and um, no, I, do, hops. I used to force it down in the Tarwin yes, days, but hops. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, 15 forcing downs in one night. <laughs> not quite that many, Kevin. Yeah. Oh, that's wasn't not that I, wild. That's not no. what I had. Hang on. I'll get the Tarwin. That's not true. I'll get the Tarwin girls on. We'll get uh, – who did the Tarwin one in the food oh, poll? Lisa. Ah, Lisa Marie. I'll be on to Lisa Marie and we'll find out how many used to have oh. tell everybody. That's another edition. Thanks to Libby Gore for her time yes. and uh, go and see her shows. They are they, they're going to yeah. be very good. Uh, till the next time, uh, this is Food Bites with Sarah Patterson. Uh, bonjour. I can't wait. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. That'll do. Bon, bon Scott. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.